I'm Chloe Potter, and this is Vision Vibes, the podcast that hopes to give you inspiration and tools to live a more satisfying life. This story was originally broadcast on television as part of the interview series Direct Talk. If you enjoy listening, you can head to the NHK World website to watch. You'll find interviews with people from all walks of life. It is a frustration of modern life that making the sustainable choice and the right choice for our planet is very rarely the easiest choice. I often stand in my local supermarket feeling pretty devastated by all the plastic trays, wrapping and nets. I know plastic pollutes and I feel frustrated by the gap between what I see for sale and what I want to buy. I do know that with some extra time and labour, I can seek out alternatives, but until we make the right choice, the easy choice, things won't change at the scale that we need them to. Today's interviewee, Nicole Klasky, is someone who wants to give consumers better options. Nicole was heartbroken when she saw how much good food was being thrown out by supermarkets. So she set up a business to do something about it. Nicole invites us all to zoom in and notice the mad things that have somehow become normal in our wealthy societies. Why, when millions of people are hungry, are we throwing away perfectly edible, delicious produce? How have we got to a point where carrots have to be a particular shape? When we take a second to notice and think about it, it's so obviously wrong. It seems to me that we need big business to act in good conscience and start to make changes on our behalf, not because customers are demanding it, but simply because it is the right thing to do. If only all those big supermarket chains could have people like Nicole at the helm. Here's narrator Ben Posner. Enjoy listening to Nicole and I'll meet you on the other side. This might look like an ordinary bunch of fruit and vegetables ready to be eaten. But though they are still edible, they've passed their sell-by date. That means many supermarkets would throw them away. In Germany alone, 18 million tons or 720,000 truckloads of food are wasted every year. Nicole Klasky is tackling this issue in the German city of Cologne. She's founded the company the Good Food, a non-profit organization. It rescues and sells food that falls outside of commercial standards, but is still edible and nutritious. Well, I started working in it, and I, through that I learned that people can change their behaviors and that there is hope for a better world, if you want to say that. Nicole and her team go out to farms and supermarkets to collect rejected fruit and vegetables so they can sell them in their own stores. Nicole told us how she is helping people rethink the food cycle. I realized we waste so much resources when we waste food. And I thought this is the easiest part to do something against all these waste of resources in saving and rescuing the food. If it's clothes or uh, resources or food, it's not good to waste anything. Nicole rescues food that's past its sell-by date. 
but she also saves crops discarded by farmers because they don't meet supermarket standards for shape and size. Because, you know, usually it's, it's thrown out or it's going to be left to rot on the fields, but now I have to think about, oh, is it still worth something? And obviously it is because, you know, we can eat it and we can nourish ourselves with it. Nicole was born in a small town near Cologne to a taxi driver father and a mother who worked in a large clothing store. She grew up far from farmland in a typical German suburban household. To be honest, uh, my childhood was very privileged, so we had everything we needed, so there was no realization of what's happening in the world. So I was not really acting, like being confronted with all the issues that we have in the world. And I think the lessons learned really only happened when I was in Nepal or Bangladesh and when, when I really, you know, had a broader mind and um, my eyes could actually see what was going on in the world. Nicole went to graduate school in Perth, Australia, to study human rights. And one encounter there would shift the course of her life. A classmate from Bangladesh got her interested in an NGO in Kathmandu, Nepal, that protects the rights of local people. In Nepal, I worked at an NGO. We were trying to strengthen their, their tradition. And with the background from what I just learned in Nepal, where people sometimes don't have enough food and they don't have clean water to drink, it just felt so idiotic to waste all these resources here. So when I came back to Cologne from Nepal, I realized how much food we waste um, because I saw uh, into the garbage uh, bins from the supermarkets. And we took out the food and we ate it because Surprisingly, the food was still really, really fine. It wasn't messy at all. You might, you know, in my imagination, what we throw out would be sticky and yucky and we don't want to eat it, but this is not the case. The food was really good. So I felt that I really have to do something against this food waste because we don't only waste this food, we also waste all the resources that have gone into the food. Let's say if we waste the apple, we also waste the water that has to be, um, you know, needed to be for the tree to grow and all the work that has to flow into the apple until it blooms, until it grows. Nicole felt driven to address this problem. So she joined an association called Food Sharing founded in Cologne in 2012. Volunteers collect wasted food from Cologne stores and residents and distribute it. Bearing the cost of transport and fuel, the volunteers offer the food on stalls around the city so people can pick it up for free. Nicole got heavily involved and shared the vision. She also saw the project's limitations. It's always, um, yeah, a little bit difficult because the organization's goal is to do as much as possible without money. And this was actually also the point when I realized only little money can move so much more. You know, you can see the warehouse here and we can store and accept a lot more food on 
pallets and we can order trucks and we can sell, uh, we can pay them. You know, the warehouse needs to be paid with this little bit of money. And that's when I realized, okay, we need to do something else than food sharing, you know. And that's when I founded The Good Food. With a food sharing collaborator, Ines Reiner, Nicole started a business in 2015. They called it The Good Food. They also began to collect food destined for the garbage can. But instead of giving it away for free, Nicole changed the approach. The good food sold the food at a discounted price. For the first six months, they secured office space through local support. But they couldn't yet set up their own store. Instead, they sold food at street markets and pop-up stores at first to see how customers responded. So we, we knew that at the end of those two months, we need money to pay for the shop. So that was the first time when there was a little bit of pressure on us, um, but it worked out fine. So it was motivation enough to keep looking for something longer. And then in February 2017, the landlords of this uh, shop, they actually came to me and they said, oh, can, you, can you come and open a shop in our house? And I said, you mean constantly, you know, permanently? And they said, yes, that would be great. And I came here and I looked at the shop and I fell in love straight away. It's really small and I thought, maybe, maybe we can make it. And because the people who own this, they are really fair to us and they help us enormously. So um, that's why we were able to move here and to open the shop here. Gradually, the project took off. With the revenue, Nicole pushed for a larger and more sustainable organization. She hired employees and trucks, rented warehouses to store food and opened more stores. I, coming from the background of food sharing, doing everything for free, um, it was kind of difficult for me to say, OK, I need to earn my living with um, the good food. But the good food came to a point where it was necessary because I was not able to do another job because the good food grew so much. And that's when we started to pay, uh, pay our salaries. And I feel this is sustainable. That way we can rescue even more food. One positive result of this growth was an important encounter back when Nicole was still preparing to open her first store. That's when she met Heinrich Hannen, a.k.a. Heiner, a farmer from the region. The fourth-generation manager of his family farm, Heiner converted it to organic farming. Now he produces 50 types of organic crops. I met Heiner on one of his uh, harvesting events. He organizes it for thousands of people. They come here and they harvest all the fruits and vegetables he can't sell anymore. And I was saying to him, well, wouldn't it be nice if we could come every week and collect all the fruits and vegetables that you leave on the fields, because otherwise they will go and rot. And he said, yeah, you can try. You can, you're welcome to come back. And that's what we did. And so from 2014 onwards, we come here every week. Under EU marketing standards, crooked or blemished crops are labelled Class 2 and sold more cheaply. That's even though they're just as tasty and nutritious as Class 1 goods. 
However, many farmers have no choice but to throw them away. Class 2 crops must be sold more cheaply, but they still cost the same in terms of labor and transportation. That means a big loss for farmers. This is a problem Nicole is tackling head-on. Together with her staff, she's been harvesting, transporting and selling these class 2 foods herself. It was a big success. The Good Food is now a non-profit organization with four paid staff, 183 volunteers and three stores. Every week, more people get in touch, keen to get involved. Nicole has adopted a unique payment system at The Good Food. That's because she wants buyers to think more about the value of food. So our payment system is pay as you feel, which says in German, zahl was es dir wert ist. So the customer has to define the price themselves, which is not always easy because we kind of forgot how much worth the food is. We are so used to going into regular supermarkets and pay whatever it says, and we don't ask if it's right or wrong. And here, people have to think about this, and I feel this is a really good um, good practice to do. People who come here, families who come here, and to children who teach their parents that um, the nice carrots with the two legs are a lot yummier than the straight carrot. Um, and I, I really like that idea as well, that... Um, children learn how fruit and vegetables actually look like and that they are not as clean and um, stylish as we see them in a regular supermarket. That's not the reality and here you can see the reality. And they, um, from that small age, they learn um, not to waste food and it's brilliant. Nicole's work, beyond its practical benefits, also has a big potential for education. So our first goal was to rescue food. That was it. But when starting to work, I realized it's not only this. We also educate a lot of people. And not only our team, customers, or even our partners, you know, they all benefit from it. Because our team benefits from it because it learns a lot about nature, about how to harvest and how to, how much work is is in your food, you know, and how we should cherish our food. I think it's really worth it to learn this because then we don't waste the food if we know how difficult it is to harvest it. Finally, we asked Nicole if there are some words to best describe her life's work. So, my motto is reduce, reduce and recycle. Um, the three R's. Well, I think we should reduce what we consume because every consum consumption um, needs resources and I think we already use so much, so much re resources and I think we should just um, reuse everything that's already existing and that um, saves lots of resources as well and then if we use something we should recycle it the long-term goal is that we are not necessary anymore because we, don't, we want to stop food waste. And if we have stopped food waste, then the good food is not needed anymore. 
So then we are done. But I think until then we need to have little smaller goals and until then we want to rescue as much food as possible and maybe open even more shops. That might be a nice idea and to work on our logistics. And then maybe one day we can also work on our network with cafes and restaurants and the gastronomy. Maybe they can start cooking with crooked food and it, their food will be even more delicious then. I am encouraged by Nicole's optimism. She is proof that ethical business can be successful business. And she is on the front line, seeing customers every day. And what she sees is people willing to change their behavior. I was particularly inspired by the children who visit Nicole's store. They happily accept the produce, despite the irregular shapes and the dirt. They clearly have a natural, wabi-sabi worldview. I hope we can take our lead from them and stop being so wasteful and so obsessed with production line process perfection. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. You can find the transcript as well as our other stories on the NHK World website. I'm Chloe Potter. Join us next time for more mind-expanding insights from inspiring people on Vision Vibes.